Hey, what's up, everybody? Craig Smokes, Sikkim365.com with a rapid reaction podcast as Baylor football falls on Saturday night at McLean Stadium, 39-14 at the hands of the rival Red Raiders of Texas Tech as they roll into town straight out of West Texas with Joey McGuire leading the way along with a lot of other former Baylor staffers, and they get a measure of revenge from last year's uh, disappointing loss at home in Lubbock on a Saturday night. Well, they get to do similar and uh, return to McLean Stadium for the first time uh, in a couple of years and get the job done, and I'm sure it's a very exciting night for them. Meanwhile, for the Baylor Bears, a very disappointing outcome and one that you are not really totally surprised by, but one that leaves a really bitter taste in your mouth because it's just more of the same old things that we've seen all year long. And man, this is just, it's just hard to watch. It's just a bland product. And I understand all of the excitement of last week and big plays make for exciting things. I mean, the biggest piercing noise I heard all night was Monterey Baldwin's long reception even though I think they were down a couple of scores at that, that point. But it was just something to get excited about. And this isn't an energy discussion. This is, just a, this is just a boring brand of football discussion for just one moment. Uh, that was a game where it was just like all of the little things from the entire year uh, surfaced and came together for their big home return. And so to the questions of whether or not they could take and bottle up that fourth quarter plus magic they had against UCF, whether the offense could put that on the plane with them and bring that back to Waco, and whether the defense could take the the turnovers that they got last week and just what led to those and bring that back to Waco, and so on and so forth. Uh, could that happen? Could that have been the turning point, the spark, as opposed to the blip? as opposed to the anomaly, and the question is, no. That was a blip. That was an anomaly when it comes to this season. What happened last week in Orlando tonight in McLean Stadium uh, was more of what we've just seen throughout the entire year, and let's face it at this point, both of Baylor's wins, the Long Island one was not that impressive given the disparity in competition, and the UCF one came down to basically playing a little over a quarter of really good football or – you know, game-changing type football, and that was it. But I picked Texas Tech in this game, and I didn't really have a bunch of concrete reasons why. It was simply because I was not convinced, and look, this is not me tooting my own horn, and I'm not bragging about getting a pick right, because I got plenty of others wrong. But to me, it was really simple with this game. Was last week an anomaly, or is this team really uh, going to get revved up and they know who they are now, and they know how it works, and they're going to you know, move forward and, and have all of this confidence and energy and everything else about them. And they came out as flat as ever. They came out the same old, same old at home. And I don't know what the disconnect is with this football program uh, right now over the last several months, the last several games, and playing at home. But they haven't won a home game in dadgum near a year, not counting Long Island. So let me just put it this way. They haven't won a home FBS game, a Big 12 game, in nearly a year at home. It's not a year-round sport, but they have disappointed time and again at home now going on several consecutive games. And I think you saw some of that apathy tonight with the way that the crowd was. And really, you saw it with Tech's crowd, too. They had a bunch of people as normal, but it wasn't like your typical like overwhelming opportunity uh, that Tech takes to, you know, go somewhere and be the the most well-represented and the loudest and kind of take over other people's places. 
they had a lot of people there, but it wasn't like super one-sided or anything. I think it was two apathetic fan bases that weren't really feeling great about either one of themselves coming in. But hey, they both won last week. And in the end, you were getting Raider power chance and things like that because, you know, Tech was the better team. But, uh, man, this was a mid-off, if anything. Uh, they are a fine team. I don't feel like Texas Tech's really anything more. And at this point, Baylor is just a bad team, and they are particularly a bad team at home. And uh, I don't know why that is. I don't know how you change that. Dave Aranda said in the post game that it's just simply, you know, playing better leads to better showings, leads to wins, and that changes everything. But it's like... Yeah, you're right, but those just that's not happening. And so another disappointing night at McLean Stadium. Uh, the basics being here, the O-line was absolutely atrocious. It was dominated all night long. You would have thought that they were playing the Alabama defensive line or A&M's defensive line or name another that's super great. Uh, this was just an absolute tail-kicking in the trenches, and the O-line in particular uh, was just unable to keep up really at any point of the night, uh, save a couple plays here and there. But they didn't like string plays together. You know, even when they score a touchdown late, kick out of bounds. Like, what in what in the world? How do you score a touchdown and you grab momentum late in the game and then you kick it out of bounds on the following play? Like, that to me, that play defined this season in, in a lot of ways up until this point. But the O-line was bad. Um, they never. There was no consistency across the board, really. The defense was okay. They were bad in the fourth quarter, um, and you know, obviously, couldn't get off the field at various points throughout the game. And they played well enough, though, to keep them in this game. And yet, the offense couldn't do anything. I said a few moments ago, Tech is mid, and I, I don't say that to disrespect them. I don't say that because I don't think that they're, you know, anything good at all. I just think that they are an average team right now at best. Maybe they go on a run in the final six, but they have to go at least three and three to make a bowl game themselves. Um, Baylor, we're not even going to talk about that B word for at least a a couple more weeks. And we got to see a lot before we even start talking about that. But for Texas Tech, they're a fine team. Uh, Nothing more, but you would have thought that they were just the bee's knees, the way that uh, Baylor, you know, performed against them at times. They were an older team coming in, and I think that plays maybe into some of the physicality and all that, but like they just they were just a better team. So what does this mean? This means that it's a, a bye week coming up, which I think is a breath of fresh air for probably everybody involved. I think we all can use a breather after just this gauntlet of the first, you know, six weeks and just the ups and downs that that's uh, had along the ways. I think it's probably for a, a especially a younger leaning team who's dealing with some injuries, it's good to get this break and sort of recharge and have a couple weeks to, not that you have the full couple weeks, but to have a week at least to look at some young players and to just kind of figure some things out and how you want to operate during the second half of the season. Uh, but what this means is that we're not going to talk about that B word as far as the postseason goes for quite some time. The BIG 12 championship is clearly not in the cards. Um, that's just that's not even going to be discussed whatsoever. Um, and what this looks like moving forward, I think, is anybody's guess. Uh, Monterey Baldwin had a you know couple of interesting quotes in the post game and talking about like why you know we hear about how great practices are and that doesn't translate or why did tonight go the way that it did? And he said that some people just seem to be like they're along for the ride and that that's not what they're here for. They're here to win. And he got a little bit deeper than that if you want to check out the post-game interviews. But it was eye-opening, yet I know at the same time it was eye-rolling for some people because it's like hearing, well, we just we got to string it together. But I thought Monterey was really good and had you know some 
some big plays in this game, but just not enough, not compared to last week, and not enough to account for everybody else's or many others' lack of production. Uh, and it was just a bad overall night for the team, although Blake Shapin I thought played pretty well, all things considered. Monterey definitely shouted him out a couple of times. I mean, given that he was sacked 25 times unofficially, uh, or at least took that many hits, you know, I thought Shapin held up pretty well, but I don't know how he's going to hold up the rest of the season that way. Uh, Texas Tech just uh, put it on Baylor, and yet there was still an opportunity like in the second half to try and close it and make it an interesting game, but they just you know, gave up big score right after that, and, and that went kaput pretty quickly. Uh, but Texas Tech, th- uh, 10 of 18 on third downs, 1 of 2 on fourth downs, so 11 of 20 on third and fourth down attempts. Baylor, meanwhile, 5 of 21. There's a little bit of a difference in the game. Uh, Baylor passed it far more effectively, but it was just empty yardage in the long run. And really, the, this came down to the running attacks. The running game continues to be a problem. And last week, you wondered about UCF and like, hey, did this get something on track? No, they just played one of the worst rushing defenses in the entire country. And that was further solidified earlier today as those same Knights traveled to Lawrence, Kansas and proceeded to give up. 399 yards rushing to the Jayhawks. I mean, Devin Neal's good, but dang. And Jalen Daniels didn't even play in that game. So UCF gives up nearly 400 yards of rushing to Kansas in a blowout loss. And last week, just all those things combined. And then what we saw tonight, like give Texas Tech some credit. Uh, Absolutely. I definitely don't want to take away or sound negative about them. They came in, they played tough, and they did what they needed to do. But it's just uh, it's a really disappointing follow-up for the Bears. And uh, to see them rush for 17 yards to Texas Tech's 186. And just forget what Tech did. 17 yards rushing. 341, or excuse me, 324 passing. 341 overall. And 17 was rushing. Granted, there were uh, sacks. Uh, in this game, uh, when it came to Blake shaping and, and losing yardage, but come on, come on. Tech even had an extra turnover, uh, but didn't matter in the in the long run. Uh, really, any of the the numbers, it was just plain to see with the uh, with the eyes that uh, this was uh, just not their night. It wasn't going to be their night. Uh, you know, Baron Morton had an interception. Bears also recovered a fumble and just could not uh, do anything, uh, you know, ultimately in the long run to string enough plays together and, and um, you know, make it matter uh, in the end. Shapin got hit so many times, he fumbled three times, only lost the one, however. But, uh, yeah, they got beat up. And even in the categories like turnovers where uh, they had an advantage or in um, – you know, in, let's see here. Well, they didn't have the advantage in the in third down conversions or efficiency or fourth down efficiency. Uh, but like in the passing game, like I said a few moments ago, empty yardage, got dominated in the rushing game. Um, won the penalty battle. Only one penalty on the night for Baylor. Didn't matter in the long run. So even what was better wasn't even great or the best, and it didn't matter in the long run. Uh, really the killer, though, the third and fourth downs, uh, that's that's a big one that you chart side by side and just say, like, there's there's a big part of the game right there. Uh, but 
could ramble on forever and instead I'll have hours of radio and lots of writing to do over the next few days to to clear out some more thoughts and to get a little bit more specific in some ways although I think everybody's already ready to turn the page on this game and I do believe that the bye week will be a, a refreshing thing for everybody just to kind of reset get over this one and then start to get locked in on the second half of the season but they're facing an uphill battle. This was a swing game tonight. I talked about that throughout the week. It, you know, Both of them coming in off of wins. The winner was going to have back-to-back wins. The winner was going to be 2-1 and one in the Big 12. winner was going to be at 500. And all that's going to be what Tech gets. And for Baylor, they're back um, even further below 500 by another game. They're below 500 now in Big 12 play. They lost another home game. And so... Um, yeah, it's just time to take a little bit of a breather, I feel like. And I know that there's some apathy setting in. It already was before last week, but you could tell somewhat by the home crowd tonight and just sort of the reactions to things that we've already heard. Like I saw a lot of people saying, oh, can't wait to hear about this in the post game," or can't wait to hear about that, just kind of knowing what the, the language already is going to be like. And it was somewhat like that. And it's hard for me as somebody who's reporting or passing along things to kind of just feel like I'm – living Groundhog Day, Uh, but I know fans feel like that, and I know that the coaches and players probably feel like that every Saturday now at this point, save for last weekend, and not trying to, um, you know, be mean here. It's just, gosh, you can only get people's hopes up so many times before, like tonight, they just stop showing up, or they stop caring, and I surely hope that, especially with the people I'm talking to on this podcast, I know that's not the case uh, for most, if not all, you're passionate, proud fans that are going to be there through thick and thin and you've lived through much worse. Um, but just in general, you're losing anything that you have remaining in terms of belief and energy and all of that kind of stuff. And it's just hard to keep going back. Like next home game, like, hey, everybody, come on and show up. It's just why? So we can watch you lose again at home um, or get excited about something and get disappointed again. And And so I think there is some apathy there when you continuously – let down the home crowd, and then when you have this big opportunity once again to kind of does it? Hey, is this going to turn into something? And then it turns into just more of the worst, and uh, that's unfortunate. So, what this means is they've got to go back to the drawing board, and they're going to have to be really dang good in the second half just to make uh, a bowl game. And I know I said I wouldn't say the B word, but that's the last time I'm going to talk about that. Uh, we'll probably mention it on the podcast or something or on the radio briefly, but that's definitely not even in the cards or even all that realistic at this point. They've got to simply go week by week and then go from there. And they don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore, not that they really had that uh, by for many, even with the win last week. Uh, but this is, this is a, a bad night uh, for the Baylor Bears and a bad result. And now it will be a couple weeks before we see them again. So... There it is. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend. It was a crazy day in college football. At least some other teams lost, but I know that can only be a saving grace so many times. Like, ha-ha, TCU, but, like, they're still better, you know. Uh, Ha-ha, Texas, they're still way better. Ha-ha, so-and-so, they're still better. Ha-ha, Miami, they're better. But, you know, at least hopefully you got some entertainment out of some of those things I just mentioned. But it's, it's from the Baylor point of view, yeah, it's, it's you can only laugh and get entertainment from elsewhere before just getting down in the dumps about sort of what you're seeing with, with this this program right now. And so I uh, wish the honeymoon from last week could last a little longer, but that was just not in the cards. So got to fix that O-line, got to figure some things out. Um, Tech's a fine team, good for them, uh, but that was not a team you should be losing to by the score of 39-14. to 14. But that's what it was. You are... 
what your record says you are in, in many ways, especially at this point. And they are very much a two and four team, and now a one and two team in conference play as well. And the next time we see them, will be on the road in the Queen City uh, at Cincinnati for the first conference tangle between those two teams. Winnable game, but who the heck knows, right? Until next time, I'm Craig Smoke. Have a great week, everybody. This has been the Rapid Reaction Podcast on Sikkim365.com.